Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Nellie Thomas here. I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. A few quick things. Our listener numbers are growing steadily and I am so proud. Like we're almost at 50,000 downloads after only a handful of episodes and my God, that's ace. But for the podcast to last long term, I need a stable of regular, consistently listeners every week and the best way to achieve that is actually through word of mouth so if you can help me out please tell your friends share the podcast and every single time someone rates and reviews the podcast you help other people find it it's a really crowded market out there but I reckon we've got something special so fingers crossed we can build on this solid audience now another thing your listener calls are the best chuck out the rest If you have a question or comment or a story to share with me, please go to NellieThomas.com and follow the links or there's a link in the show notes here. I would really love you to take a chance, send me a message and you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Look, we've got a live show coming up. Yay! Our first live show. It is on Saturday, the 1st of April in Melbourne as part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. It will feature me and some of your favourite co-hosts, including Scott Brennan, Cal Wilson and Harley Breen. Put it in your diary and watch NellieThomas.com or our socials for tickets and information. Lastly, can you please consider signing up to Dear Nelly Plus for bonus content every month? So you get an extra episode a month, and if you sign up for $5, you help me pay all the people involved in making the podcast. Again, all that info and guff is on NellyThomas.com, and there's always links in the show notes. One quick thing, finally, this is a sex, dating, and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So off your Hi everyone, today we are joined by guest co-host, the wonderful Scott Brennan. Scott is an actor, he's a comedian, he's a performer, he's a producer, he's all the creative things, he's absolutely wonderful. One of the things that I think is going to resonate with many of you is that Scott was cheated on at the end of a a long-term relationship and he talks about hitting rock bottom and then his uh, slow and painful but ultimately triumphant recovery from that. We also talk about the concept of love bonding which I think is really important for those of you getting back into dating. Of course, we tackle a couple of memes. We talk about the importance of sleep. We take some great listener calls and letters on going Dutch. And I tell you what, Scott has a very interesting take on the presence of fish in the dating profiles of straight men, a take that I haven't heard before. Um, And as always, we end with stupid shit and X is done and he's a 10 butt. Okay, I hope you enjoy this episode with the one and only Scott Brennan. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice. Dear Nelly, yeah, some help would be nice. Dear Nelly, I'm eager to hear your point of view. There's a lot to explore. 
right. Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex, Relationships and Dating on the Other Side of 40. Today we have a very special guest co-host, my friend Scott Brennan, also known as an actor. Oh, yes. A comedian. Yes. A man about town. Yes. What other things do we add to your CV, darling um, Scott? Uh, uh, Australia's premier um, impersonator of Maggie Smith. <laughs> Um, Which is yes. niche, but niche it is cash. It is niche, yes. yes. And uh, one, one third of Granny Bingo, yep. which many of our podcasters will know, one of the funniest yep. comedic should I, should trios. I, should I just answer all of the questions? Please. Maggie Smith? No. Nah. I think that will okay. grate on my nerves. If it's going to grate on my nerves, <laughs> it's probably going to grate on the listeners' nerves. Well, I'm sorry then. I'll try not to. <laughs> but welcome to both of you. It's delightful to be here. Thank you so much for coming. Now, we always start the podcast where we talk about your relationship history. So, if I can start in the mm. current day. Yes. You are engaged. I am. How exciting. I'm an engaged lady. So, how the hell did that happen? It happened by accident. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm engaged to my fiancé, Sujane. Yes. His name is Sujane. He's Indian from yes. Malaysia. Yeah. Uh, grew up in Kale. And uh, we were friends like we've been friends for since ages. Like fifteen years. Like so he's been your best friend. Fiddy-ish. Yep. And Suji's uh, forty-three. Yep. So you are late to life lovers. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I've, I've a half a century old and finally yeah. engaged. This is your first engagement. Yep. At fifty. Yeah. And I I love that for particularly for the demographic of this audience because mm-hmm. I think what we're told about middle age is you're done. Mm, yes. You're divorced and done or you're single and you'll never find anyone. Mm-hmm. You found your person. I found the love of my life, yeah. Well and truly in middle age. Absolutely. So you mates for a long time. Was there yep. any frisson? Uh, there was. Then everybody kind of noticed it apart from us. Like we, we were just <laughs> hanging out. And blah, blah. And, and then there, there came a point where two separate friends said to me, what's going on between you and Suj? Yeah, right. There's, I don't know, something's just change something's different and I was like what no shut up no no I think nothing no 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 that's so Um, cute because I reckon you're I mean you're very gregarious and you're very sociable but you're not like overly flirty uh no 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 not terribly I don't think so so someone's noticed there's a a difference there's something difference between friendly and flirty but you didn't even know you were flirting no yeah I didn't I, I didn't notice that anything had changed yeah really because um, I think it was just a gradual thing. A gradual thing. So and, how um, long were your friends before you patched? Oh, probably like 10 years. So wow. So maybe eight. Oh, eight or nine maybe. Um, yeah. And then uh, he invited me around for dinner. Of course he did. Of course he did, yeah. It was just him and I. Yeah. And um, he, I remember he was, like, he was sitting next to me on the couch and I was just, I was really happy that he was sitting so closely to me. Aww. And then he got up to go and get, you know, dinner ready and yeah. I was really disappointed that, He'd moved away. Oh. Um, and then we sort of we had dinner and then we were sitting next to each other and there was just a pause and we both just leant in for the kiss. See, that, that blows my mind because that's a risky thing with a friend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like unless it's spoken, unless one of you goes, actually, I need to tell you, oh, oh, yeah. I'm having these feelings, what's going on? But you just leant in for the kiss. We just both felt it. Yeah. It was, it was very weird. You were in the moment. We were totally in the moment. It was like a script. It was like a... Romantic comedy. Little rom-com. Yep. Isn't that lovely too? Because I assume in the preceding 10 years, like, you'd been dating, he'd been dating. Like, the totally. timing obviously wasn't right. Yeah. And we'd – also, it was great because we, we'd kind of seen each other at our worst Yeah. as well. You know, we'd gone out and gotten really drunk and done yep. just 
silly read things, stupid stuff, and yeah, um, you know, we'd see. So we'd see because I think when you're friends with someone, mm. you kind of show them more of them oh, than sure. when you're starting to date someone. For sure, you show them different things. You see different aspects of people's lives. I don't even think it's deliberate, but I think it's important to remember when you are starting dating someone, you're putting on, you're putting best foot forward, and so yeah. are they. Yeah. And whether you're conscious of it or not, you're editing. Yes. And I think it's also you're kind of – you're trying them out as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're, you're kind of holding, you know, being mm. maybe a little bit cagey, a little, you know, mm. holding some things back just in case mm. it doesn't work out and you, you haven't overcommitted. Um, well, whereas with friends, I think, you know, it's a different sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's right. And mm. particularly in your case, and we'll get to this, you'd been burned. Yep. Right? You'd been through – I don't think it's too strong a word to say you'd been traumatised. Totally. So you'd have the the opportunity to meet him, see Mm. what his character was before there was any romantic commitment. Totally, totally. That's a good case scenario. It's the perfect – because we started the relationship fully trusting each other. Yeah. Like 100%. Because we're really good at communicating. Yeah. Um, And because we both kind of realised that the only thing that a relationship can't stand is a lack of honesty and a a lack of communication. Like everything is up for negotiation. Yeah. You can figure out anything. And were you always a good communicator or have you grown into no, that in I've, middle I've age? I've grown into that, yeah. See, yep. this I love this too. Like so many of us, when you start things in your teens and 20s, we just don't have those skills yet. No, no. Whereas you're starting from, so you, how long have you two been together? Oh, well, five years. I so you're mid-40s, four, yep. you know who you are, Yep. you've been through the ringer. Mm-hmm. You know how to communicate. You know what deal breakers are. All those mistakes that I made yep. throughout my life have actually contributed to something. Yeah. Takes the sting yes. out of out of that kind of, you know. Well, but it really does, doesn't mm. it? We joke about it, but it does. Yeah, totally. Like it, it, I mean, I hate the word journey, but it's been a journey. Mm. And it then has been quite the journey. Engagement. Engagement. Tell me, how did that happen? When did it, that happen? Well, Who it, did it? It happened. Oh, it's just this is the like it's this is so ass. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, I know. Um because uh, he's working in Sydney, he lives yeah. in Sydney, so we're just on the phone all the time and yeah. messaging each other and all that kind of stuff. And um, So just for listeners, you live in Melbourne? I live in Melbourne, so yes. So you are in what we call LAT, a living apart together relationship? Yes. Right? Yeah, so I've never heard, I haven't heard that. That's it's good. actually yep. a thing. I was going to say this to you. It's, it's actually my preferred model. I know you don't like it, but at this mm. stage of my life, it's my preferred model mm. where you get to keep your independence and your own space, but you still have commitment. Well, that's a nicer way to sort of couch it, whereas at the moment I'm thinking, oh, we're just in different cities and it's yeah. driving me crazy. But if I yeah. if I define it as living apart together, yep. that makes it a little bit easier, to be I'm honest. I'm going to send so. you some links. Okay, great. There's a whole movement. Oh. Yes, but side note. So you're living apart together. Mm-hmm. Did you? When did you get engaged? Well, because um, well, we've both been, you know, we both knew that we were kind of a bit, oh, marriage is a bit of a heteronormative construct. Yeah. It's like it's not something that... You know, like uh, when the the marriage equality debate yeah. like stuff was going on, I campaigned yeah. for yes, and I went out and spoke to did it all because I, I it's nice to be given the choice yes. Yeah, but I was like, no, I'm not really whatever. You know, I'm not. That's yeah. not me. All right, but um, settle down, Foucault. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I I kind of changed my mind. Yeah, I think because the option was available. Yeah, and you know, I just I really love Suj, and I just mm. I realized that if I was going to marry anyone, I would. Definitely marry him. And so we're having a conversation and then marriage came up, someone getting married. And mm. I rather facetiously said to him, I'd marry you in a heartbeat, you know, um, expecting him to go, oh, shut oh, up, Scott, you idiot. Yeah. You know? and, um, and he didn't. He got a bit teary. Oh. And went, oh, actually, I, 
I feel the same way. Oh. And we both went, oh. Let's do it. Well, do you want to... Do, do, are you serious? Are you like, oh, uh, and it took so long for us to actually yeah. kind of go. You, no, you're not joking, are you? No, because yeah. I would really, yeah, no, no, I would too. And uh, really, you want, uh, oh my god! So we just kind of went. We just decided. Gee, that's um, lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's not the story we hear, is mm-hmm. it? It's not no. someone down on their knee with a you know ten thousand dollar ring and all that sort of shit. Who cares? No, exactly. Like, actually, that's more romantic to me. Well, it's yeah because it was we both just like like the kiss yeah. that first kiss we both just came to it it just seemed natural oh look i don't want to you know i don't want to jinx anything but it sounds like you're made for each other oh why did you say that (laughs) we're breaking up now well you've ruined it i've got to call him oh god and are you feeling (laughs) excited about getting married i am yeah yeah Yeah, i just yeah i just yeah um when he told he put it really well when he told a mutual friend uh that we're engaged he he said i just can't imagine the rest of my life without that idiot Oh, and that's kind of basically. I just can't imagine the rest of my life without that idiot. How lovely! Um, yeah. yeah, and are you going to do a big party? Are you going to do a traditional thing? Yeah, it's not going to be very traditional. Yeah. I don't think uh, it's just going to. We're just going to be have a party where we yeah. get married. Yeah, yeah. Have a barbecue. Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, why yeah. not? Oh, well, look, we'll book down the local park. You know, they've got the little barbies there. <laughs> Dare we'll I say down. spit roast? <clears throat> <laughs> I, did, I did have one idea for the wedding, though, yeah. which I'm still getting him on board for, where I just said, look, let's just elope. Yeah. Let's go to Vegas and, yeah. you know, get married by a Klingon or something yeah. or Elvis yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then come back and – but actually have a, a reenactment yes. in Melbourne. So we, mm. we reenact – the wedding, but we embellish it yeah. with all of our, you know, performer yeah. friends and stuff and just have little people coming on and doing numbers. And, um, you know, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth II, what are you doing here? Um, and just people, you know, just just make it ridiculous. Is have it a, possible that you're in show business? Nah, mm. No. A chorus line of, like, people in T-Rex <laughs> costumes, you know, doing it. I don't know. Just ridiculous. Just make it really fun. Can I play Melissa Etheridge? Oh, yes. Somebody bring me some water. <laughs> oh, my God. That role is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me take you back. Let's go back to teenage yes. Scott. Yep. He didn't have a suge then. No. We're no. talking, what, 80s, 90s? Yeah, 80s. I was in, yeah, through high school. Did you have girlfriends? Did you have boyfriends? Did you have neither? I was completely sexless at school. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, late I, bloomer? But yeah, late bloomer. Mm. Like both physically and, yep. and kind of emotionally. Yeah. Uh, in uh, in Faulkner, yeah, Faulkner High School, nice. Uh, not really known for its queer community. No, not really where the gays go. No. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a bit hard to breathe there. Yeah. Uh, and so I just didn't even didn't even consider. Yeah. Like my sexuality and all that was just weren't that thinking was on the about back it. Back well, back. and your only role model at that point would have been Mr. Humphreys. Exactly. Are you being served? Yep. And, you know, that's not you. No, but I was obsessed by him yeah, when of I was course. growing up. I was obsessed by him. I used to have a little tape recorder mm. uh, and I would press record and, and pretend to interview Mr oh. Humphreys and do both the voices. Could um, have been a sign. Could have been, yeah. Do you know what's interesting about him, though, is that he was completely sexless. Mm, so yes. even though he was really camp and clearly marked as a gay man, yep. he had no relationships. No. There was no sense that he could ever have a relationship. Because his sexuality was the, the dare I say, butt yeah. of, of the joke. Of the joke. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of all you had yeah. at that time. It was, either, right. it was either just the butt of the joke or an evil character who died. It was died. a different time. Yeah. And did you have any ladies or are you a gold star? No, I, d- I had a couple of girlfriends. Yep. 
Um, so late I, teens, 20s? Uh, when I got to uni, so yeah. like 18, mm. 19. Um, and, uh, you know, they didn't. They were, they were awesome both. They, mm. they were both awesome girls. Um, women. They're women, yeah, 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 really. Now they are. Yes. Um, just divine. But, uh, it, you know, it just wasn't. And you're still right. friends with them? Um, yeah, ostensibly. Like, we don't yeah. really see each other. There's, there's one that, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm still friends with. And, yeah, and she's amazing. What was that like? Like, were you conscious that you were a gay dude then or were you uh, working things? Like, what was it like? It was um, denial, denial, denial. Yeah. And if I just go down this road, then I won't, I, you know, I can yeah. make myself This straight. is what I'm supposed to do. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And then, you know, the, the dam breaks. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and can I say to you, because I know, you know, you and I have known each other a long time. Mm. I know you have some, I don't know, I think you have a little bit of guilt about that. Um, yeah, I do. Even yeah. though. Why? The, um, oh, because you, know, you feel like, you know, uh, you're leading them on. Mm. Um, and they were both, you know, women that I really adore. Mm. And so, you know, the, it, but just the fact that I adore them so much and I, I wasn't being honest with them, mm. there's still a, there is still a little bit of guilt there. How old were you? Uh, 18, 19. And what era was it? This is like uh, 90, 91. Yeah. yeah. So can I Dr. Feel you for a moment <laughs> and go, you're a kid yeah. in a homophobic environment you're in denial to yourself. Totally. I mean, it's totally, not like yeah. you went, I know I'm gay and I'm just going to lead this woman on and marry her and be with her for 40 years and she'll never know. Yeah. You're a child. That's true. That's true. And interestingly, it's okay. um, like my, my, my last girlfriend, mm. Alyssa, um, she said something so beautiful to me. It was years after she found out that I was gay and, mm. and she said to me, oh, Scott, when I, when I found out that you were gay... It just made me love you even more. Oh, Elisa. And I know, she's just Lesser. divine, just divine. And so, yeah. you know, I shouldn't feel guilt. No. But because she is so divine, it's kind of... Yeah. yeah stop Look, being so divine. I think it's a different scenario. I mean, it's complicated, but it's a different scenario if you'd stayed with Alyssa for 30 years and she ended up feeling like, you know, no one was attracted to her and it was yes. all her fault and she didn't... That's a different thing. You were yeah. 18, mate. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Like, totally. you were working stuff out. It's okay. Yeah. So, flash forward... You end up in a really long-term relationship, but yes. that really went to the shitter. Oh, yes, that went to the so shitter. So what happened? Well, I um, uh, I was in a relationship for nearly 14 years. Mm, marriage, really? Um, pretty much, yeah. yeah. And we met at uni. Yeah. Um, and fell instantly in love and it was, yeah. it was a blah, blah. And we moved in together and built a life. Um, Is this your first boyfriend? No, not my first. Just your first big long-term one? The, the like... A previous to him, I, I think maybe four months had been the mm. the record. Yeah, because you're twenty something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I was twenty one when we met. So you're madly in love. Madly you're in together love. for a long, long time. Long time, and like a really important time, like from like twenty one to thirty five. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and that's kind of when that's when you grow up. Yes, really. for sure. So, um, you know, really uh, an important time in my life. And um, one day we were lying in bed, and he just dropped that he'd been having an affair with my best friend for the last year um, and had fallen in love with him and I had no idea that it was going on. All of my friends knew. Um, I was was the last one. I sensed there was something weird but I had no idea that, um, Mm. that it was, you know. And so it was kind of, as somebody put it at the time, that's a double eviction. Oh, uh, you know, the I was going to say triple. 
it's brutal because it's not just that you've been cheated on, it's your best friend, but mm. then there's the third layer that your other friends knew. Totally. And to, to their credit, they were saying, if you don't tell him, we're we going will. to tell him because you, this has been going on long mm. enough. Mm. Um, the writing's on the wall. It's clear what's going on between, you know, you two. Mm. Um, oh, you poor bugger. Oh, and it was just, it was just, it just knocked the wind out of me, honestly. So how did you handle it? Did you do yoga? <clears throat> oh, nothing so constructive. <laughs> no, I, but it would have been so, so good if I had. Um, basically, I just spent a year in a self-destructive spiral. Mm. It really just, mm. I, I just, I remember at the time I was so filled with rage and pain yeah. that there wasn't actually any room for I felt like my entire personality had been erased. Yeah. And that every every kind of thought, every action, every impulse just came from rage mm. and pain. Mm. Um, yeah. And you and, just spiralled downward. And I just spiralled. I just, I just you know, with drugs and alcohol and just yep. really stu- stupid sex yep. with awful people. Just danger, danger, danger. Danger, danger, danger. And had that been... Like, had you experienced that before, or that's your first like spiral? No, that was a that was like a big plummet. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, and it basically took me a year to get to what I guess you would call a, a, a breakdown, mm. um, where I just couldn't function. I was mm. so I was suffering from depression and anxiety, yeah. yeah, um, to the point where I just couldn't even wash or mm. get out of bed, and mm. uh, you know, um, and so that was that was it was all leading to that. Do you know what? I reckon there'll be a lot of people listening who can relate to that. Mm. It's not necessarily a cheating story, but it, if, if you're blindsided. Totally, yes. You know, and that, that heartbreak that is visceral. Yes. Like it's yeah. physical. Absolutely. And particularly for, you know, like my, my friendship group and my partner yeah. and my best friend. Like, you, you lost know, everything. I lost everything. The core kind yeah. of pillar of pillars yeah. of my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, they just crumbled. Now, side note. Seems like a weird question, but mm. I think you will enjoy it. That year that they mm. were having the affair, one thing I noticed when I'm – because, you know, I'm mad for dating shows. Like, mm-hmm. I'm all into all that. Right. One thing I really notice is that when someone starts having an affair, they often start to get angry with their partner. Oh, yes. So, if they're, you know, what are you doing on my phone? There's a lot of projection, you, yeah. A lot of projection. And and I put it all together later. Right. I just didn't, you know. And our relationship, was, it had gone very stale by the end. Yeah. Um, and also I was working during that year, um, I was working to stay a lot. I was doing Comedy Inc. Mm. on Channel 9. Mm. And so I would, for six months, I was flying to Sydney on mm. Monday and then coming home Friday night and just mm. spending the weekends in Melbourne. Mm. Um, yeah, for a good good six or seven months of that year. So there was plenty of time for, for him to do for shenanigans to happen. So and I was kind of, you know, there was a distance. Yeah. But you not just... When you're then spiralling, because the rage makes sense to me, you're not just processing Mm. that you've been cheated on, you're processing that you've been the butt of his anger. Yes, yeah. For at least 12 months. Totally, yeah. As well. And there's just layers on layers on layers of deception and and shame and pain. And also kind of after it kind of happened, he, I think he felt so guilty. Yeah. That he just looked for any excuse Mm. to blame me. Yes. And put the blame onto me. And which so... And which at the time I felt was horribly unfair and made me mm. even angrier. But I, mm. I basically spent that entire year of that spiral, kind of exploring. Did you know? Was it my fault? Is yeah. It, you know what did Believing I do? Leaving it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Finding finding my finding yeah. the faults that that yeah. you know that that I 
made. So, um, And that spiral, I think, I mean, I also hear that from people who've come out of abusive relationships, whether physically or emotionally. Mm. There's some part of you that still believes that. Yes. And then so, well, this is what I deserve. Yeah, so I'll totally. be in dangerous situations, I'll hurt myself, I'll yeah. hurt my body, I'll, you know, and, you all, know the all, all the reasons why they were staying yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, just carry on. It takes a long time to, yeah. to kind of kick those away. Do you know the good news, if I can bring us to the current days, that obviously mm. between 35 and 45, you've recovered. Yep. How did you do that? Like how did you – because there's people listening who will be going, I'll never get over this. Yeah, I'll never recover. I'm going to stay in the bottom. And I totally understand that because that's Mm. that's where I was. Yeah. Um, Look, it's just – I wish there was an easy answer, but Mm. it is just time Mm. uh, and a good counsellor. What decisions did you make? So you went to therapy. I went to therapy. What other decisions did you make to rebuild your life from Um, that dangerous place? Um. Well, actually, one of the, the the most important decisions I made was, um, I'm I'm going to make new friends. I'm yes. going to meet new people. And you did I, that deliberately. I made a very conscious yeah. decision. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make new friends, and uh, it was like a, a switch got flicked. Mm. Um, I, I need would, a new tribe. And yep. And I would go out, and and as, the, as soon as I made that decision, it mm. was like uh, I was a you know a candle, and there mm. were moths coming mm. to the flame. That's when we met. Yep. You know, that's when you yeah. met a lot of our totally. uh, mutual yep. friends. Absolutely. And did you were you conscious of trying to meet different types of friends? I was open to everyone. Yeah. Like you know, it, I I just I wanted to chat. I wanted to get mm. to know people, mm. um, and I think I just exuded that energy. Yeah. Because people would actually you know come up mm. and and. Talk to me, and that's that's when I met Suj. Yes, uh, my oh. fiance. Um, Isn't that interesting? Yeah, and he was actually. I remember we we met and we had you know at a at a bar at Circuits on Smith mm. Street, and we um we had a really intense conversation mm. and a really good conversation. And I remember coming home, and it's so you know, so it's kind of you know cute and naive and that. But I remember coming home that night and thinking to myself, I. Th- I I've, I've met someone who I think I might be able to be friends with and I was really yeah. happy. Oh. I was really excited that I, you know, mm. I thought that was a really good conversation we have a mm. connection. Oh, I, I kind of hope I see him again. Notice that, you mm. know, like that's what I would say, particularly if you're in that situation where you're like, I'll never recover, I'll, I'm heartbroken, all those sorts of things. If you do meet someone, it doesn't have to be romantic, mm. if you do meet someone where you have that feeling, bloody take note of that. Take note of that. Go, my body's trying to tell me something. Yes. Like my head's all over the place. Yep. My body's going, this is a good person. I think I've told you before, my lovely ex, Lachlan, I remember the day Beautiful I man. met him. Lovely man. And yeah. I distinctly remember going, oh, this, he's a good one. Yes. Yeah. And even though we have broken up, I still say we had a great relationship. And he's still important to you. He's still it's a part of your life. Very important to me. Absolutely. He's family. Mm. Absolutely. And I still think that relationship was a success. Absolutely. Even yeah. though it ended. He's yep. a good person. Yep. And I think when you note that in someone... Hold on to them. Hold on. And I think it's, you know, if if anyone is kind of going through that, that um, if if it's possible to be blindsided by Mm. trauma and something horrible happening, it's equally possible to be blindsided by meeting someone great. Oh, Scott Brennan, you've given me goosebumps. You can absolutely, you know, if, if, you know, bad things can come at you out of the blue, so can good things. Oh, my God. And you've just got to actually be aware and pay attention and make sure you notice when they're happening. You are so right because we have a negativity bias built in. Like that's a that's a survival mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But focusing on that 
that is absolutely mm. the truth of life as well. A good thing can come, and not just a romantic connection, no. a friend, a job, a whatever, yep. can come out of the blue. Totally, totally. Oh, lovely. Mm, there I we love go. that. So yeah. we hold on, we make conscious decisions. Yep. Get bloody professional therapy. Get professional. I can't tell you how much that helped. That really, really cool. That got me out of a really dark place. Yeah. Um, and um, just kind of made me realise that, you know, that, that um, it wasn't my fault. It was all about, mm. it was entirely about their behaviour. Mm. And um, to be able to come out of that with a clear conscience mm. Mm. Is, was vital mm. to, to know that, you know, I, I wasn't the one doing the, you know, mm. that, that awful betraying. Mm. Well, your sense of your own character and integrity is intact. Uh, it took a while for it to kind mm. of come back because I, you know, did find every reason to try and blame myself and da 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 da. But um, yeah, it yeah, and it was kind of strengthened, I think. And I and I actually think I came out with the better end of the deal mm. because you know they're in a relationship that started through lying and sneaking mm. around and betrayal. Mm. Um, and, and guilt. Uh, and guilt. Mm. Whereas I got to, you know, as horrible as it was, um, I did get to kind of wipe the slate clean a bit and I learnt a lot about myself because I had to find out what I was like as a single man, as as me, because, you know, I it was 14 years. Well, as a 35-year-old, not a 21-year-old. Exactly, yeah. And I think you're right. I think you're touching on something quite interesting because, I mean, I used to be incredibly black and white about cheating. Like, cheat mm-hmm. is wrong, cheat E has been wronged. I've got a much more nuanced view of that now. Like I said, anything's negotiable. Exactly. As long as you're honest. It's, Shit it's can the happen. the only thing. It's a lack of honesty that's the, the bad part. But I think when you say, you know, you got the better end of the deal, I think in a way you're right because mm. the friends of mine who have cheated, geez, they carry that with them. Oh, I bet, yeah. You know, like yep. a, that's a heavy, heavy thing to carry. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, even though you spiralled and had this, you know, awful time, you've probably got the better Totally, I got trajectory, to, and I, I actually got because you know they went from you know well my partner went from a fourteen year relationship with me straight into mm. an overlapping with other your relationship best friend. with my best friend. But I got to you know um, learn a lot about myself. I yeah. got to kind of grow and change, yeah. and as horrible as some of that was, yeah. By the end of it, I've definitely got the better yeah. end of the deal. And now I'm going to be singing Melissa Etheridge covers at your wedding. <laughs> Yep. Come to my window. <laughs> oh, look, I can't sing, but I'll give it a bloody good crack. Oh, look, it's fine. That's Amazing. Fine. Well, yep. I'm so pleased and I think it's a really lovely story. There's a lot of pain. Life's pain. You don't get to Life's our pain. age yep. without some shit having happened to you. Absolutely. But the idea that you can be as low as you were and rebuild yes. is actually a really important yes. story. Absolutely, yeah. It does get better. It does get better. And just just ask for help. Yeah, that's Ask right. Ask for help. Yeah. I remember um, a very, very dear friend of mine, Cal Wilson, said yeah. to me during this. She was a wonderful yeah, support. Yeah, beautiful Cal. Gorgeous. Yeah. But she said something really striking, something that's really stayed with me. Mm. Um, which she said, Scott, I hate that you're going through this, mm. but I love that I can be here to help you through it. Oh, See, and she says all the right things. Yeah, she does. Because yeah. it's very, you know, often you go, yeah. oh, I'm just a burden, I'm just whatever. No. And her saying that made me go, oh, yeah. no, you're a true friend and true friends help each other. Well, and they don't, you know, I know a beautiful Cal, she was in episode two. She's been through some shit. Yep. And there's no way she would have said, what you should do is this. No. What you, or judge your spiral or da-da-da, just kind of go, I'm here just for you. Absolutely. I'm here yep. for you. And when yep. you're ready, 
I'll help you. And that, you know, I can't, uh, yeah, I can't even her. express how much bless that you, meant. Cal Wilson. Bless you, Cal Wilson. Lovely. So this is the perspective you come from. Once we're going to take some listener calls, and we're going to have a mm-hmm. chat. You come from the perspective of a fabulous gay man who's come into his own, who's engaged, who's mm-hmm. happy, who's healthy. And my fiance's a red hot spunk. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's hot. Oh, he's so hot. Yeah, yeah. Woof. Yeah, you're all right yourself there. Oh, uh, you know. Oh, oh stop oh, it. Stop it. Oh, my God. Now I'm going to bring us into the dating sphere. Okay. So one thing, I did a bonus episode for February um, mm-hmm. for subscribers and one of the things we talked about was a listener call where someone asks about narcissists, right? And this right. is obviously something that's really big yeah, sort of in the ether at the moment, yeah, you know, totally. and how to spot a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And I went through some of the red flags and whatever. And we won't go through the whole thing, but one thing I wanted to talk to you about is the concept of love bombing. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? If you haven't, what do you think it is? Is it when you totally just flood someone with with love and attention and affection and praise and just really... Yeah. um, Pretty much. Overwhelmingly so. Over the top. Yeah. It's like a... Um, you're, let's imagine you are single and you're Mm -hmm. 50 and you're dating and you meet a guy and he buys you a diamond bracelet. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, actually, I'm having trouble paying the rent. And he goes, I'll pay it for you. Yeah. Um, yes. I've never met anyone like you. You're the best. Can I, he's over every day. I mm. can't live without you. Like yeah. when you're not there. And this is quick, 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 quick. Yep. Now, 21-year-old Scott, I'm imagining, would see that very different. Very different, To 50-year-old yes. Scott. Because just even, I'm uncomfortable with even yeah. that. Yeah, like, so tell me that, why. That would freak me out. Yeah, why? Um, oh, well, you know, I, I don't like... You know, having to rely on other people mm. for a start, mm. um, but also like you know, part of me would be kind of going, "Dude, get a grip!" Like yeah. you know, we we we're still le- learning about each other, yes. still getting to know each other. Yeah, um, it w- th- that would be a big red flag for me because well, then it I should would, be. Yeah, I would think this person has an agenda. Yeah, well, it's your motivation. And, yeah, and as kind as and as helpful and, and as lovely as all that is. Mm. Uh, I'm a little more circumspect now. Mm. Like at 21, I would have been. Oh my god, this is amazing! Totally. Do you know what? That's wisdom because Mm. if it something seems too good to be true, it is absolutely. Like this is the Bitcoin of dating. Yes, yes. Right? It really is the multi-level marketing. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like I sold Nutramedics, right? I get it. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yes. And I think for again, if we've got listeners, and I know we have who are coming back into dating mm. and particularly if they have been in long-term relationships or they've been single a long time, they may not have had attention. Uh, absolutely. Right? Someone comes along going, oh, my God. Oh, it would be intoxicating. Completely intoxicating. And you lose your fucking mind. Absolutely, yeah. And you ignore the flags. They would be saying all of the things that you want someone yeah. to say to you and yeah. do for you. And, yeah. and they are all nice things. Yep. But combined... This is a massive red flag. Very, very big. But also I think like considering what I'd kind of gone through mm. at that stage, like to actually just step so firmly straight back into yes. stability. Yes. I, I was, would have been uncomfortable yeah. doing that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, um, to, to commit and dare I say and just, submit. Yeah, it's just like, well, I've just come out of a long-term mm. relationship. I don't want to be behaving as if I'm in one, mm. No, you know, from zero to 100 straight yeah. away. 
And the truth is those gestures are often masking a need for control. Yes. Right? This is mm. they're, they're not actually for you. No, that's <laughs> they, right, yes. They are for yep. the person doing them. Yeah. Like I need to help you pay your rent so you owe me something. Absolutely. I and need to like, give what, you a diamond ring because you can't leave me now. What's the, what's the cost of, yeah. of these, yeah. these gestures? So- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Just hot tip for our daters out there. Mm-hmm. If someone's doing that super quick, and super full on. It's run, not good. Run. Run. Yeah. At least have your spot. Your sphincter should tighten. Yes. Right? You should be going, mm, mm. I don't know about this. Yes, Kegels. Well, you. <laughs> your pelvic floor has never right. been so good. That's right. Right. But that, again, if we're in the rom-com narrative, mm. we'd, we would see that on romantic comedy. Oh, my yeah. God. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh my, right. oh, my God. My God. Yeah, the, the house is heated by gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's a good one. I'm taking that. I am taking it. Right. Now we're in, a, in our armchair expert segment, which yes. you and I are very good armchair oh, experts. Oh, man. Bam. This We've is, got this firm is, views. Yep. Yep. This is where we shine. This Allie. is where we shine. God, I hope we're good. Now if we, I'm if we put... suck during this segment, <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault because you've just jinxed it. Oh, by telling I've people. built it up too exactly. much. Have I gaslit you? Oh, no, oh there's no God. such thing as gaslighting. You just made that up. <laughs> You're so sensitive. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, I saw this and I just, ha- as someone who did quite a lot of online dating, this is not mm. an online dating profile. I think it's actually an Instagram profile, but it could be an online dating profile. Right. And yep. I can't remember laughing this much in a long time. <laughs> and oh, I say that with the greatest love of You are building this up, really. Seriously. <laughs> so this is at Becky Brown, and I can say that because public profile. Mm-hmm. She says... <laughs> 47, alcoholic, unemployed, activist, bisexual, mum to three kids and five dogs, vegan, mentally unstable, divorced, widow, dead inside, chicken nuggets addicted. <laughs> Laying it all on the table. Oh, my God. I'm in love. I kind of am too. I'm in love. I was like, oh, at last, that's refreshingly oh, honest. Isn't it? <laughs> like when you read those, and I just really love hiking. Yeah. And yeah. poke bowls. Yeah. And you might meditation. Well just be saying, I have all these hobbies to fill the void inside <sighs> of me. So you're in denial about life. I don't trust people who aren't depressed. It's true. It's a natural <laughs> reaction to the state of the world. To the fucking world. Honestly. You are not paying attention. You are not. Yeah, you're in it. You're deluded <laughs> if you're not depressed. So, Becky? Yep. She knows everything's gone to shit. She is our saviour. She's our <laughs> leader. <laughs> now, if you, again, put yourself in a single frame of mind, mm. if you were dating and you're on the apps, and we're going to take some calls about the apps, mm-hmm. if you saw, I mean, maybe not that frank, but if you saw a profile that had that level of honesty or even let's take it down a slight notch, would that be a bonus for you or would you go, Oof. Um, It depends. I guess it depends what they say. But if it made me laugh like that. Yeah. Then that's a, that's a definite bonus. Yeah. So you wouldn't, because obviously, I mean, the elephant in the room, for me, it would be her admitting that she's an alcoholic would be yeah. a deal breaker for me. Yeah. But I wonder if you'd then go like, mm-hmm. are you in recovery? That, that might, or? Well, it might just be an exaggeration it as well. It might be an exaggeration, yes. 
So True. it's kind of, you know, and judging by the tone of the rest of you know, it sounds like everything is kind of yeah. fairly exaggerated and yet fairly honest. So you'd swipe right? I'd give it a crack, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. I'd, you'd you know, have a chat? I'd be intrigued. Yeah. I think I would definitely be intrigued. Look, if it made me laugh, yep. I think it would probably be worth a conversation. Totally. I mean, it definitely, for me, preferable to the other, where you go, yes. you're showing no vulnerability at all. Yeah. Yes. If you're pretend, it's the it's the quiet ones you've got to watch. It's the, the, the chinks in the armour that are much more yeah. interesting than the actual armour. What's that Japanese thing where you, the broken bowl and you put it back together oh, with and the gold? With gold, so it really, you know, it shows that, yeah, yeah, people are like that. And the yeah. more you kind of see that. Yeah. It's a cracks. fine line though, isn't it? It is. Because you can't be a fixer. No. Either. You no. can't go, well, I'll take Becky on board and once I love her, she'll stop drinking. Yeah. No, it doesn't no, work like that's, that. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But no. we love you, Becky. Yeah, you're you awesome, listen. Becky. Well, I, hope, well I, hope, <laughs> I hope someone has swiped right and you found... You know, I really do. You found your true I love. I really do. Um, now, let me put this to you. This is from Emily Freeman on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She says, <laughs> age 20, in quotation marks, I sleep on a futon. <laughs> Age 25. Oh, <laughs> Do you yep. remember? Yep. You remember? Yep. Age 25. These are Egyptian cotton. <laughs> Age 30. I spent $100 on a pillow. Age 35. Listen, I need a specialty neck pillow, a body pillow, a weighted blanket, a mouth guard, a fan, a noise machine, earplugs, and 20 milligrams of melatonin to get three hours of sleep. <laughs> Am I right? So true. So true. Do you sleep? Um. Um, Ever? Often. Occasionally, yes. <laughs> um, yes, I do, but I'm very, like, um, like you know, I, when if Sorge's in Melbourne yeah. and he's in my bed, yeah. I love having him there, but fuck, I hate having him there. Oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? It's just like he snores <sighs> and there's somebody else in the bed and the cat and tries get to get hot. between. And they get It's like a furnace, but I love having him there. I know, but, but that, some I'm so moments, glad you said that. Some moments are so irritating. Just oh, <sighs> sleeping alone is like heaven. Yep. Absolute yep. heaven. Absolute like having heaven. the whole bed to yourself. Yep. Stretching out. So I have this dilemma because lovely Lauren, who I'm dating, mm-hmm. so we are lashed. She is lovely. She is adorable. She is so lovely. Living apart together. Mm-hmm. But I live, as you know, I live in the burbs. Mm-hmm. I've got yep. fucking roller shutters. It's dark. <laughs> it's climate controlled. Oh. It's quiet. It's like all the things you expect of a yep. mumsy suburban lady. Lauren lives in the inner city, right? Oh. It's a townhouse. The windows are open. There's people coming home from yeah. bars. It's hot. It's all the things that I'm there going, <laughs> I need my sleep apnea machine. Yeah. I need some <laughs> Where's my whale song? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm never going to sleep again. It's like this is a thing in middle-aged dating. Mm-hmm. It's like you're not 20. No. I could have slept anywhere at 20. Oh, yeah. But yep. what am I supposed to do? Help me, Scott. No. I'd, Help oh, me. I think, look, I'd. I just like I think you know this this um, Instagram yeah. profile has just it hit the nail on the yeah. head. So do and I go, Lauren? You've got to stay at my place. Yeah, but that's not fair. It's not fair. You've got to probably maybe you know make a bit of an effort, <laughs> Mate, but just enough so she notices. <laughs> I'm not saying fifty fifty. Just enough so she notices that you have made an effort. Look, I mean, the upside is I haven't slept since the late eighties. So no, right. you know, like fair I'm not enough. a good sleeper anyway. Okay. Yeah. But it's actually a real – I reckon there'll be people listening who'll be like, I know what you're talking about because if yeah. I don't get a good night's sleep, I'm fucked. Oh, man. And I like, like I remember being younger and just, just go and go who and cares? go, go out and get drunk and yeah. whatever, the hangovers. Like yeah. I have two drinks and I'm, I'm yeah. in bed for a week. Seriously. Shocking. Or I'm thinking to myself, shocking. if I don't stop drinking now, 
then I won't be able to sleep later tonight and yep. I'll need to go to the toilet Get too to much. Get time it. Oh, the calculations. It's awful. <laughs> so there's no solution. Uh, uh, I don't think there is, no. <sighs> Just negotiation, communication. Do you think I could ask her to get roller shutters <laughs> <laughs> on a rental? I don't think that's too big an ask. If there are any um, roller shutter distributors yeah, listening. Right. I'll take sponsorship. That's right. <laughs> I, will, I will do it. I will do it. The light, Scott. Oh. It's like trying to sleep of a in mask? a mosh pit. I've got a... the mask. It gets through. Oh, God. It gets through. I feel like the conditions I need to sleep are extreme. <laughs> you need like a blackout tent around <laughs> the could have bed my own reality show yep. just trying to get me to sleep. Yeah. But this is the same thing with everything <laughs> as you get older. I like, know. Like relationships, like the yep. list of requirements gets longer oh, and longer sure. in someone. Yeah. Um, and then you meet someone who doesn't fulfil them all, but go. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God, we're so stupid, aren't we? I know. We really so maybe are. you should just go to her house and just go to fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Nelly. <laughs> just drink yourself yeah, just, to sleep, just Thomas. shut your eyes and go to bloody <laughs> oh, sleep. For God's sake. For God's sake. You're not a newborn. No. <laughs> what, do you want a bloody story? Christ. Oh, I'd love someone to rock me to sleep. Maybe oh. I could ask for that. Oh. <laughs> should we do some listener calls? Yes, please. Hey, yo. News. School dating advice on an old school question. When you're out with your honey for a date and it comes to paying the bill, what's the etiquette? Do you have to go Dutch? Is it up to the individual that picks the restaurant to pay and based on whom invited who, who invited whom? Um, what do you reckon, Nelly? What's the 2022 post COVID dating after 40 advice on? Fucking paying for meals, eh? So, Scott Brennan, what's your dating advice on fucking paying for your meals, eh? Just just Dutch, pay half. Go Dutch. Go Dutch. Just every time. How's this an issue? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't. Like, again, going back to the shit TV I watch, Mm. there's so many, and it really upsets me as a middle-aged feminista, communista, there's so many young women on these shows who, when they're in straight dating, oh, yeah. expect the bloke to pay. And it's just it's it's all based in kind of misogyny and it's women as property and patriarchal bullshit. Yep. If you've got a job, yep, you pay half. And we're all grown ups. Yeah. For fuck's sake, it's not like we're coming at this from different directions. No. We're all grown ups. Yeah. We're you know having I a don't meal. Get you, pay, it. you pay for your meal and. Certainly, yeah. and when I was on dates, I certainly wouldn't want to create the expectation. Mm. That comes with someone buying you a meal. Because yeah, it's that it's that love bombing thing. So it's yeah. that kind of like, okay, what's yeah. what's the what do I need to pay back? Yes. Um, the only yeah. caveat to that, and I reckon you'd be the same, is if one of you earns significantly more than the other. Not even on first date, I wouldn't do this. But let's say no. you're dating yes. or you're going out with a friend or whatever. Yeah. If someone earns more, well, I'm more than happy to pay. Yep. Like if you're yeah. currently broke and I've got, I'm flush, I'll pay. Totally. No worries. Totally. Like yeah. you can negotiate that. Absolutely. That's yeah. a class yeah. issue. Yeah. Right. And and also it's like sometimes people go, look, um, I, I, it would give me great pleasure to pay for you. Oh, tonight. totally. Totally. And, but know, first day. Sincerely, no, not a first day. I'm no. saying no. I reckon make no. that a blanket rule. Yep. I reckon that's a really good blanket rule. And choose. The like, I think it's perfectly fine. I remember I went on a date, an online date, with a woman who said, um, "We're going to go out for dinner," and she said, "What's your budget?" And oh, I went, that's actually a really good question. That's a good question because you can't assume that someone's got one hundred and fifty dollars for a fancy restaurant. <gasps> that did happen to me. 
Yeah, uh, I got. Yes. I went out on a date, and I, you know, he offered to pay. Mm. It was a very fancy restaurant, mm. and I just wouldn't let no. him pay. But I, you know, it was it was yeah. an expensive meal. It was too much. Yeah. And if you're dating, like if you're actually regularly dating, let's say you're going on a date once a week, even once mm. a fortnight. Yep. That's a lot of money. Absolutely, yeah. So actually, be conscious of that. Don't assume the other person's got money. Yep. And if you yourself haven't got money, you don't even have to go on broke. Just go, can we meet for a coffee? Yep. Can we meet for a glass of wine? Have one. Yeah, totally. Get out of there. Or do you want to just do you want to come around and I'll cook? Yeah. You know? See, the issue for that with me would be then they know your address. <laughs> like oh, no, I'm I thought if you're dating. Date. Oh, no, oh, no, first, no. First, totally. date, first date somewhere mid-priced yeah. and you go Dutch. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So that by the end, because the first date is all about just figuring out if there's going to be a second date. Yeah. That's all that needs to happen during yeah, the correct. first date. And so you want to leave that first date yeah. on perfectly equal terms. Wanting more. Wanting more and not nobody, nobody owing anybody else. We, it's just, you know, this, this is like the dress rehearsal. Yeah. Because it makes it much harder, even though it shouldn't. The reality is it does. If you've mm. been, let's say in that situation you went out with that bloke and it was an expensive dinner, if you then have to message him later and go, look, you know, it's not for me, mm. you're going to feel it's harder to do that if, if he's, he's just bought yeah. you dinner. If he's spent 150 bucks on, you know. Yeah. Wine and all that kind of stuff. But also totally. please, please, please talk to the younger generation about the history behind mm. the idea of chivalry. Yes. Behind the idea of he's meant to pay. That's because he had the job. Yep. And you weren't and, allowed to work. And often he would he would <laughs> order for her anyway. Correct. And what was the expectation after the date? Oh. That was hello. a noise. That was a noise. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So yep. First date, yep, totally. Always go Dutch, yep. Which, is, which for same sex dates, it's kind of easier to negotiate that. I think. I think in a, in some there's ways, not that history. Yeah, because there's the it's a new script. Yep. So you can write it yourself. Totally. But I think for young, you know, straight women as well, I think maybe we haven't been having these conversations as much. Yeah, right. Mm. You know, we need to like restart this conversation. Girl, you earn your own money. You keep your independence. Pay your own way. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean you have to for the rest every date you go on, but certainly your first date. Totally. Like the shit I'm saying. I mean, it could just be right. the dating shows, but I'm not. I'm not liking it. Really? Yeah, I don't like wow. it. See, I don't. You know, I don't go on many dates with young women. No, you so don't. So I probably don't see it. as Well, much I don't as either, but nah. I see it on the shows. Yeah, but you right. don't watch shit shows. Nah. All right, our <laughs> next call. Hey, I feel like I'm becoming one of these people that leave you tons of messages. I hope you have a few more. But I'm just listening to the episode and you say why the photos of the dead fish. I also always thought it was to do with I'm a hunter-gatherer. But I met a guy that said, no, 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 it's for you to see. I like going fishing and I'll be doing a lot of that. So don't expect me to be available all the time. So, all right, now can you <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you background, take, Scott can Brennan. Can you take me through Because <laughs> I guess you're not looking at a lot of straight guys' dating profiles. Oh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, well, actually yeah. I wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> So there's this phenomenon that a lot of straight women talk about and it kind of is a joke but it's also not a joke on one Mm. level that a lot of straight guys put in their online dating profiles, their picture will be them holding a dead animal. Yeah, right. right, Often a fish but sometimes if it's really gross it'll be a fucking lion or something awful. But there's a lot of fishing and people make fun of it and part Mm. of me goes, yeah, it is a bit ridiculous and then part of me goes, what are they trying to communicate? Mm. She's saying... It's not a hunter-gatherer thing. It's not a display of toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. What it is is I'm trying to tell you I need a lot of time alone. (laughs) 
right? What What do you think? What's going on there? Oh, that's a really good question. I think it's um. Well, I think maybe for a lot of straight guys, there's probably very few times in their lives where they're taking photos of themselves as well. Yes. Then you know, there's probably not a lot of selfies. So if they're out fishing or hunting or doing whatever, yeah, they're gonna get a photo. Yes. Um, it's not like they're you know sitting there photographing their food and then getting you know ducky faced. Uh, selfies for Instagram a lot of the time. So maybe it's that, that straight guy that, you know, um, doesn't take many photos. So, of course, that's going to be... This is why I love thing. you mm-hmm. because you've just given me a perspective. On, I've had this conversation about fish in dating profiles probably 50 times. Yep. Never had that perspective. You're ah, going, right. we're overthinking it. Yep. This is just logistics. These dudes don't have many photos. These are the only photos <laughs> on their camera roll. Maybe you're right. It's either that one or the selfie took, you know, on the toilet. I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. So yeah. he's out with his mates or he's yep. on it, you know, he wants to show his friend that he caught a fish. That's the only yep. thing on his phone. I'll, it'll, I'll whack it up on the yeah. – he's not trying to signal no. that and he's it might an also, alpha. It might just be kind of, oh, oh, this is one of my hobbies as well. Yes. Just, yeah. You know, like I, I go out, I get out, I do stuff. Yeah. Um, if yeah. We, if we really want to overthink it, I think – I mean, you never know because people post – different photos for di- sometimes I think none of us can communicate anything and also there's probably subconscious stuff going yes. on as well so well, maybe I think that, that's what our call is saying yeah that hunter gatherer so look that might be an element yeah of that or he um, might just be saying which I think is what our call is saying maybe he's signaling um I won't do everything with you yeah all the time you know because I yeah. reckon I mean I'm not into fishing I'm certainly not into hunting but I reckon for some guys, they use it kind of as a meditation. Yeah, it's it's me time. Yeah, it's quiet. It's, yep, you're by yourself, or you're mm-hmm. with one or two mates. You whatever. Yeah, like it's downtime. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's, I think that's a good point. Um, I don't know. I don't know many fishers though. Or I certainly <laughs> don't know any hunters. I thought you were going to go. I don't know many straight guys. I was going to go. Yeah, yes, you I do. I know lots of straight guys, <laughs> but I don't think any of them fish. No. No. Is that a thing? Do no, it's, st- yeah, it's really totally a thing. And it's incredible how much you see it on dating apps. Wow. But I think the lesson for me in this is, from hearing your perspective, is with something like that, it could signal various different things. Yep. And you're going to have to ask. Yeah. Yep. You're going to have to, like, deduce yep. through conversation rather than just assuming from the photo. Might have been a photo of, like, the guy with his ex and he was actually dating that fish. Mate, I can't tell you how many photos you see. This is a deal breaker. How many photos you see where someone's just chopped out their wife from the wedding photo? <gasps> oh, God. <coughs> see, not see many her. selfies, not many photos. You can see her little hand. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh, no. Oh, fuck. Seriously, if there's straight guys listening, get a friend to take some photos. Just start please. taking selfies. Get in the habit. Take a couple of selfies or get a mate. Yep. Or if you've got a good female friend, say, I'm going to go on the dating apps. Can you take some photos for me, please? Yeah, not too staged. Not too staged. No. You know, how would you – what What would you swipe – let's look at some profiles. Yeah, yeah. What do you think's a good photo? Yeah, that's a good idea. Makes yes. a big difference. Yep. All right, we've got another fish photo call. Are you ready? <laughs> it is a thing, yeah, isn't no, it? no, it's a big All thing. All right. Hi, Nelly. My name's Carmel, and I just want to say that I'm a huge fan of your previous podcast and can't wait to hear the new one. I just wanted to pass on this bit of information that I got from TikTok, of all places, that I thought might interest you. A young woman was talking about dating profiles of straight men, and she's a firm believer now that straight men's profiles are actually aimed at other straight men. And I thought, oh, wow, maybe that explains all the fish photos. 
So I just wanted to pass that on and I can't wait to see what you guys are up to next. Thanks. Bye. Oh, Scott oh, that's Brennan. interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Can we go to, because you know I'm a massive like queer theory nerd, mm-hmm. can we do a, a deep dive queer theory? Is this a, a subtext of homoeroticism? <clears throat> mm, or is it a subtext of competition Ah, uh, as opposed to homoeroticism? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. It's like, um, I guess, you know, if a, if a straight guy is dressing to go out to pick up mm. women... He doesn't necessarily have to look good. He's just got to look better than the other guys. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's that kind of, you know. Which sometimes isn't hard. It's not that hard, no. Yeah. No. Iron th- your shirt. Oh, I know. Tuck yourself in. Oh, Get a belt. Why are you sagging? <laughs> God. God, so, can so I, old. Can I have from an, an older gay man, mm. can I please have some fashion tips for our straight guys? I know you're not a huge fashionista, but no. you're going on a date, mm-hmm. right? No tracksuit pants. No tracksuit pants. No, no, like thongs. No thongs. No. Right. So no. what are we go? We're going a decent shirt. It's I uh, maybe dress like you're going to like a work barbecue. Yes, very good. So that yeah. it's not it's not really formal. It's not kind yeah. of workwear, but it's, it's kind of a laid back version. You still look yeah. nice. You don't have to have a blazer. No. No. But shirt. Clean clothes. Yep. Clean pressed. Look, if it's linen, iron it. Yes. If it's a nice fancy T-shirt, you probably don't have to iron it. But if it's linen or cotton, fucking iron it. Yeah. Pair of pants, yep. nice pair of shorts. Yep. Something classy, simple. Does that Keep have to it be a closed toe? Depends. Like if you're just meeting for a drink in a beer garden or something. Yeah, or, you could uh, have your Birkenstocks something. on. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, just don't look like a slob. If you're a man lesbian, just come in your Birks. <laughs> <laughs> Because once once you come out as a man lesbian, they actually mail them to you, don't yeah, they? You get them. You get a sponsorship yeah, on TikTok. <laughs> but look, I think the caller's on to something. And mm. I'm not on TikTok, but I, I, I know that, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about this. I wonder, mm. for some of the guys who are posting, again, if you give them a the benefit of the doubt and we don't overthink it too much, are they just unconsciously going, oh, what would my mates do? Yeah, maybe. What would my mates like? Yeah. yeah. Which is a mistake because you're not dating you're your not mates. You're not dating your mates. And you've already won them over yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's kind of that the, the, your, your tribe kind of yes. affects how yes. you present yourself. It does. Very much so. On, on dating apps. And it's, yeah. um, you know, if you're serious about it, it is that kind of like, well, what's going to make me stand out? What, mm. you know? So I think, yeah, there is a real consideration for, you know, other straight guys, like I mean, I'm I'm likening it to Grinder, yeah. Um, you know, but really, that's all of the all of the profiles are there to attract other guys. So they are, but there's also a culture within that. You know yes. what I mean? Like, the, yeah. I'm guessing you're not seeing many guys holding fish on Grinder. No, no. Right? So there is there are cultural aspects to it. I would say to the straight guys listening. You actually can have an advantage if you slip out of that yep. and go. No, I'm not consciously or unconsciously going to do what the other straight guys you know what, do. You know what I think? Um, there's a lot of on grinder, and I think it actually works a lot. Is uh, dogs, dogs and cats, oh, pets, hundred percent, like holding a cute puppy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bam. So that signals to me. I reckon mm. if you're going to read things, mm-hmm. that's more of a. I'm looking for a relationship. Rather than yep. just a hookup. And, yeah, and I'm a nice guy. I'm a yeah. care. I, you know, yes. I have, you know. Yes. I'm a family um, man. I'm a family man. I've got In the broader babies. sense. Yep. But I reckon, I mean, have a, if you want, if you love fishing, by all means put your picture in, but don't make it your profile picture. 
right? No. Have a nice week. Get a straight female friend of yours. Yep. Or your sister. Well, maybe or your sister just get a photo right. sitting on the boat. You don't have to be holding a yes. fish. Yes. Like you can get like if you're fishing at like dawn or sunset. Oh, or something, you've got nice lighting. You're a thinker. Get some nice photos. Water. Of just yep. Water's looking, soothing. Looking pensive and yeah. you know. That's right. You don't thoughtful. have to be all dressed up. You don't yeah. have. It doesn't have to be uh, a glamour shot. But save. Either don't put the fishing picture in because it's become a joke mm-hmm. or put it in as one of your other photos yeah. and not your profile picture. You know, three or four in, yeah. the, in the stack. All right, so we finish um, every podcast with two of my favourite segments. Mm-hmm. One of them is called No Shade on My Ex, right, where we get to shade our exes. Oh, yeah. So oh. it can be serious or it can be light. What is the stupidest thing an ex has done to you other than, you know, running off with your best friend? Um, the stupidest thing am I an ex? <laughs> oh, here we go. So many, like when I was kind of, you know, in my I want to meet new people yeah, phase, yeah. Um, I did this thing called Five for Five, which was a really great charity yeah. idea. And it was basically um, you get people to sponsor you mm. to go on five dates in five weeks. Oh my god! And the money, the money went to um, homelessness, love, and it was just a a, a great. And one, it was you know a great charity, but two, it kind of took the pressure off because I was doing this thing. Um, If I was chatting to someone on one of the apps, I could say, "Hey, I'm doing this thing to raise money for charity. Do you want to be one of my dates?" Love it. Um, And met a you know a couple of really lovely guys. Yeah, Um, but there was this one guy (laughs) who he was really sweet. We um we just met for a walk. Um, mm. Along the Yarra, that's a cute um, day, and it was a cute day. And like and I turned up mm, free, free, and yep. just and it was just you know we just chatted and yep. and, I t- and he gave me like he bought like a little um, chocolate wrapped up chocolate for me and said oh Aww. I bought you this gift. Um, and we're we're walking along and like I'm a I'm a smoker, yeah. Um, and so I lit up a cigarette yeah. as we're walking, and he just went no 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 <laughs> no no do no do not do not like do not like no. Nah. No, I'm out. And made a huge deal oh, about wow. it. And I was like, okay, well, that's been you know, yeah, we, okay. we were still hanging out. But as we were walking along the river, there were just these <laughs> awful smells wafting <laughs> from, like, the, the drains and stuff. And it was just, like, awful kind of pooey sewer smells. And so I'm smoking away. And we ended up kind of going away from the river and walking up uh, the street with the shops. And the smells kept continuing. And I realised that... He He'd been farting, farting <gasps> the entire date, like really putrid, really like where I thought they were drains. Oh and and I was like, how dare you judge me for lighting up a cigarette wow. and you've been doing a little botty burps wow. and putting those particles in my nose for the entire time that we've been on this date. Oh, my uh, God. But suffice is... to say, there, there was not a second date. Uh, oh, my God. Yep. I mean, obviously everyone farts, but, I mean, yep. don't walk along farting for the whole day. No, no. And it was oh, it was just – it would probably would That's have been – a lot. We were together for maybe an hour, an hour and a half, <laughs> and I reckon there were maybe seven or eight instances of, like, oh, that drains a bit. Ooh, and, oh, Imagine if he was drain. under your doona. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, Dutch oven. That drain's following us around. Why is that drain in the car? Just weird mm. side note. I think this is also one of the reasons, even though a lot of people hate online dating, I think it's really good because 
in an ideal world, you would have had that conversation. Like you would have said at some point in the chat that you're a smoker. Uh, if yeah. he is absolutely opposed and no interest and can't stand that, well, then don't go on the date and don't waste your time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if he had, you know, at least that under his hobbies a severe flatulence. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been really, really getting to my farting lately. Um, <laughs> Off we go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. And now, oh. last segment, which is absolutely my favourite, there's a TikTok sensation that's like, oh, he's a 10 butt, right? So yep. it might be you go on a date, he's a 10 but he farts too much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what What would be – I mean, usually it'll be something like, you know, she's a 10 but she wears Crocs. Like, yeah. whatever. Yep. What's your dating deal breaker? Oh, my God. Um, he's a 10 but he says should of <laughs> instead of should have. That would be my deal breaker. That drives me fucking insane. How do you feel about arcs? Uh, I don't mind arcs. Yeah, I don't mind arcs. And I actually think that we actually the English language needs use. Sure, it needs a plural 100%. and a singular. Hunch. We need hunch. But should of there is no excuse. <laughs> so give me a sentence. Oh, you should have gone to the <laughs> to the shops instead. Oh, we should have gone to that other shop. To that you other should bar. have waited until after the date should to have a of. cigarette. So why is it should of? Uh, because it's short and should have. Oh, no, I know the grammatical reason. Why does it shit you so much? Uh, because I'm just a bit of a, I'm a bit of a grammar nerd. Are you a snob? I think I am. And yeah. I like yeah, and yeah. I can't help it. I which like yeah. and in written stuff, if people don't know the difference yeah. between there, there and there. <gasps> your or and your lose oh. and loose. Loose <laughs> it kills me. Oh and it's, loose kills me. Yeah. And yeah. I just I'm just I'm just a bit of a like I've you know yeah. I've always been a you know I've got a de- I've got a you know degree in English. Yeah. And so I'm always a bit yeah, of a Yeah, we're we're literature nerds. Yeah. This, I think, is an important admission too because I think for both of us, like neither of us are a, a money snob. No. You know, no. like, but there's different forms. Of, there's a cultural snobbery. Totally, yeah. And really, totally. judging someone's spelling is a cultural snobbery. Absolutely. You're and, owning it. And I'm owning it and I'm embracing it. <laughs> but I think, um, I think you know, like those sorts of things though, they, they can some, often um, point to other things that, you know, I'm a, like I'm a, I'm a big reader. Yeah. Um, and if so, you, know, you want I, a reader. I, I want a bit of a reader. Yeah. I want someone who's or at least well read with yeah. a wide variety of kind well, of. Well, you should have asked me. I should have before we went on this date. Of asked you. And there it is. T h e i r. Do you know the only clip that I'm going to get? Fabulous producer Faye to play from this entire podcast is you being a snobby asshole oh, about should have. And now, now and your reputation shot. is going to spiral. Shot. I'm cancelled. <laughs> You're so cancelled. Yeah. Oh, Scott Brennan, I love you to the moon oh, and back. Oh, Nellie Thomas, I absolutely adore you. Aren't you fabulous? Uh, and I really hope that our listeners have enjoyed. I love your vulnerability and I love the fact that for people, because there's a lot of people listening who are in the fucking thick of it. Oh, totally. They're in the shit totally. and it feels like you'll never tunnel out and it's really nice to hear you the other side yeah. of that yeah. going, you know what? Think- hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Things do get better. Even if you hadn't met Such, I yeah. still think you would be in a Things much better place now. Would, absolutely. Than you uh, were in that absolutely. in the trough. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, darling. Oh, my love, thank you. See you again. See you soon. Dear Nelly. I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.